What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Downtime with Downstar, episode 77. And today we are sitting here with Jeremy Lee, the founder of Krispy Kreme Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Thank you for being here, bro. I appreciate it. Thanks for the invite, dude. It's of course. Greatly appreciate it. Of course, man. Um, like we were talking about before uh, before we started, we've been um, we've known each other for years now, man. But before we even met, I was uh, I was a participant mm -hmm. <laughs> in some of the Krispy Kreme meets, dude. Mm -hmm. Man, those were some of the uh, the best times of my uh, my early car uh, car um, memories, dude. Just just getting off work early, just getting the car ready, oh, and meeting up with people, and just making that drive out to Burbank. Yeah. So before we dive into anything, um, if you can just give a quick explanation of what Krispy Kreme Tuesday started off as, and, and what it is for people who aren't familiar with it, I know it's it's a big staple here in, in SoCal, mm -hmm. and I'm sure that people all over the world have have seen the uh, the outcome from mm -hmm, it. Mm -hmm. But uh, if you could give us a little backstory on that, yeah, yeah. So um, I originally came into the car scene as a marketing person for for all the big shows. So I was a, a flyer kid. Oh, okay. Uh, for like hot import nights, um, VIP auto fashion, uh, even Ken Miyoshi show, um, Shaw Cafe. Oh, okay. Um, Nisei. Nisei. Yeah, yeah, Nisei. yeah. I don't know if people remember it. It used to be called Shaw Cafe. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I was one of those guys. And the issue I had after a while was the lack of uh, passion. It would just seem it was more about the money, yeah, than the cars and the people and the lifestyle. So, what years was this? This was like two thousand four, two thousand three. Oh wow! Okay. So I think I was wasn't even twenty one. Okay. So I was really young. So you're realizing at that time that it was just about money and yeah, the passion wasn't really into it. Wasn't really into it, which is fine. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. I understand yeah. everyone's got to run a business, but that just wasn't the reason why I got into it. Um, I was kind of more like a BMX modifier kid. Mm -hmm. Then I got into the car scene. As you get older, your toys get bigger. Yeah. Um, so after doing that for about a couple of years, I said, hey, you know, why don't I just do it myself? You know, well, why am I doing it for other people? Yeah. Um, people that don't even pay well. No offense to the guys. that. <laughs> yeah. You know, no offense to them, but they don't pay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I said, you know, instead of doing um, a paid show, I want to do something free. Free for the people, people that can't can't go to a car show, because at the time I think car shows were getting expensive. It was like fifty dollars for a ticket to enter your car, and you don't get anything. Um, and then it was, gosh, I think it was twenty to thirty dollars for a person. Oh wow! At one point, I think when Hot and Per Nights was at its peak, uh -huh. you know, this is the days of like the Jenny Chews, the Green, the Christine Mendozas, you know, the the really some of the import models that went into Playboy. You know, basically, yeah. this was that peak time. Oh, wow. Um, so I was like, hey, why don't we get together in Burbank at Krispy Kreme? Uh, originally, I, th I said just the Empire Center. Uh -huh. But everyone basically started parking at the Krispy Kreme, and it became Krispy Kreme Tuesdays. So it literally started with 16 cars. 16 cars. And it was, uh, hey, Mikey. You know Mikey? Uh, yeah. Mikey um, and his crew. Phase, phase two. Phase two at the time. Uh-huh. And then they invited some people, and then other people invited people. And I think around the same time, um, Ron, 
I don't know if you're familiar with Ron. Ron passed away recently, but he's basically, no. he was part of Tab Tuesday. Okay. So we kind of started around the same time, and then it just, Krispy Kreme just blew up big time. So it became like from 16 to, I think, 300 one day, one night, which at the time, 300 show cars was like, yeah, like where the hell are you? Where the hell did they come from? <laughs> Definitely, dude. So was this like uh, an every Tuesday kind of thing? Or? Uh, it started, it was starting to be every Tuesday. Okay. Because Empire Center at the time was empty mm-hmm. at about 8 o'clock. Um, and then it just it just grew and grew and grew. It got to the point where it was about 600 cars. Yeah. And uh, Burbank PD messaged me on a forum. Not me. Let's just say not me. <laughs> <laughs> Message message uh, someone on the forum and basically said, "Hey, we don't want want Krispy Kreme Tuesdays to be coming to the location anymore." Um, listen, out of respect, and then a couple of years popped back up. I think that was two thousand eleven, and it went from like six hundred to two thousand. So was that the first? I don't even know what to call it. Like flash. Meat kind of thing. I guess you could almost say it was like a flash. Because that's what they would call it, right? A yeah. flash mob. That yeah. was that was the stigma that they were trying to put on. Yeah, it. which but, was okay. You know, at the time, flash mobs weren't a bad thing. Then they kind of became a bad thing. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's basically. I would say 2011 would be the first big one. I was there at that one, dude. I remember that. So how how did how did you get the idea for for that? Just say, hey, we're going to do it again. And how how long were you promoing it for the event? I was at a car. I was at a car meet in Anaheim uh, promoting Nas Energy Drink. Okay. Um, and some other things. I forget exactly what I was promoting. And I was behind the table just like this you know, with my night with my Nas and my, my friends. And this kid comes up to me. He's like, hey. You're that guy uh, that used to do that Burbank meet. I'm like, yeah, that, that's a, that's, that's me. How do, yeah. how do you know? <laughs> He's like, dude, that thing's awesome. Why don't you bring it back? And that was it. No way. It took that <laughs> one dude to just like light the fire. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, why don't we bring it back? Yeah. So we brought it back. Um, I think it took two weeks of promotion. Yeah. I mean... These things literally, I could put it out right now. And tonight, and it would be insane. It would be, yeah, it would be insane next week. Like literally, I could put it out tonight, and it just it'll blow up. Yeah. I mean, you've you've probably seen it. Just the feeds blow up. Everyone talks about it. Yeah. Which you know, I'm pr- I'm proud of. I'm happy. Everyone loves it. Um, but then, then, like nowadays, you get the negativity to it. It's it's a different scene from 2000, 2011 to now. It's a very different yeah person. well let's get into that um 2011 i remember that i remember um me and my butt i would get off i was working at best buy still so i got off work from I best do buy. That. yeah i got I off work that. from best buy and i i went i was living with my roommate and i say hey, do you want to go check out this meat in burbank at krispy kreme like, all right let's do it and i remember even bringing shirts with me dude i had shirts in the trunk mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i was selling shirts out of the trunk that was when you're hustling, hustling yeah hustle. i was on my super hustle yeah. right there out the trunk and yeah when we're driving up man when we, as soon as we get closer you just start seeing imports and imports and just a lot more modded cars and like man this is something crazy and once 
once we got into the parking lot like we lucked out and we got there sort of relatively early we got a parking spot Mm -hmm. and then we just chilled and watched everything unfold and it just blew up Mm -hmm. so that day what were you thinking like what what was your mind state so to give people an idea like how you say you you got off work and headed to to the car meet um if you ever attend a Krispy Kreme Tuesdays as you get closer to the city that it's hosted in the freeway is loaded with fixed up cars modified cars yeah we're talking like Hondas Toyotas you know everything domestics high ends i mean you you've seen it it's just it's nuts um it even makes me go crazy sometimes I'm like jeez there's a lot of freaking cars out right now. it's like a rollout yeah from a show it's like a rollout from a show <laughs> but they're everywhere yeah gas stations you know restaurants are just everywhere um and as you pull in typically if you can get in now that's a crazy thing um it's just people walking around and checking out their cars um, not to get too off topic, but yeah, it, it's pretty. It amazes me still just you talking about it too. Yeah, definitely. For, for me, it's for me, it's a lot more worry. Like I worry mm-hmm. because it is it is a illegal gathering. You know, it's just a whole bunch of car guys getting together, but cities don't like that, which is sad that our culture went that way. Um, but typically, when you would go, it was calm. And now today, we have something called takeovers. Yeah. So I don't know if anyone that's listening is familiar with takeovers, but it's basically a group of usually people that don't follow rules, and they'll block off an intersection illegally, and do donuts in an intersection all while typically drinking. There's a lot of drugs in the crowd. They're just not your typical car enthusiast person. Um, and that's kind of the, the subculture or or off break of a car meet that kind of infected uh, my community. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's hard for me to, it's hard for me to throw a car meet and not have those people come and mess it up for people like you. Yeah. Even though I know you have a blast sometimes at those things. <laughs> so if anyone, <laughs> if, if anyone knows history of Frank, <laughs> We were at we were at Puerto Ranch, uh, actually a couple of years, yeah, not too yeah, long yeah, ago, yeah. maybe like three four years ago, <laughs> and and this this I think a truck or a Maxima started doing a donut in the uh, in the parking lot, yeah, and Frank hopped on a uh, like a trash can. <laughs> I was <laughs> just talking about this, dude. Oh my god, he hopped on like a shed over a trash can, <laughs> and was like, "Woo, <laughs> fucking going ham." dude it's so funny because i see it from both sides and i have both sides inside of me yeah you know i still have that kid inside of me from 2011 yeah that was just like oh man this is insane you know so when when i think that was probably the last one right that was one of the last yeah yeah or the second to the last yeah i haven't done anything uh out here for a little while yeah but I remember going to that and it was just, I was on top. Yeah, me and a bunch of other people were standing on top of it. It's like uh, where they would keep all the dumpsters at mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. that whole shopping center. Yeah. And uh, I was a little sketched out because the tiles were kind of loose up there. But, dude, I was just talking about this. Standing up there and looking at the entire parking lot and seeing 
donuts going on on one end, somebody doing burnouts down there, police trying to come in, but they can't even come in. They're just mm-hmm. blocked. The helicopter flying. Mm-hmm. It was it was like that that movie. What what is that movie called? Where it's the kids they just throw the house party and it just goes fucking completely oh, Project nuts. X. Project X, dude. When I watched that movie, it made me so sad because I'm like, my childhood was whack as fuck, dude. <laughs> it was not like that. Not like that. No, but you need it, a flamethrower. Yeah. So just standing up there and seeing all this go on, I was like, man, this is fucking awesome. But then I see it from the other side too. That the stuff that was going on there was kind of the 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 beginning of the takeover shit mm-hmm. and the takeover stuff's been going on forever in mm-hmm. norcal the the side shows and mm-hmm. things like mm-hmm. that but to see that come over here and to see how big it's getting it it i really don't call them car enthusiasts uh, i call them like like chaos enthusiast because their cars aren't aren't really nice they're not really fixed up there i i even saw like a, a quick documentary that they had on vice just or something like that and I, I lasted maybe like 10 minutes i'm like yeah i'm not watching this shit no more dude because it's like these guys are not even really into cars they're just into causing trouble mm-hmm. and uh, you know if anybody listening if they get disrespected by that it, it is what it is you know the that's the the problems that you're causing is infecting the entire automotive community and yeah i I guarantee that they they see the fun in it just like i seen the fun in in all the chaos that was going on Mm -hmm. but i mean i'm not gonna lie and say that there wasn't a part of me that felt a little guilty about like having pleasure in i I remember you messaging me yeah 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 you were like hey dude uh you know I, i don't i hope you don't feel like you know disrespect or anything like no man, you had my main thing is that, you know, when I create Octane Festival, you know that car show you went to, yeah, or I create um, Secret Society, yes, or you know Krispy Kreme or tons of other things I've done behind the scenes. My main thing is that everyone enjoys themselves. You know, I get a kick. My high comes from me seeing a smile on your face. Yeah, that's where my high comes from. You know, it's, it's people are like, oh, how do you feel? How do you feel? Yeah. Let me know how you feel. If you say, yeah, I feel great, I feel great too. I'm happy. Because I just want you to show up, not drop a whole bunch of money to be there, and enjoy yourself and have memories created. I like creating memories. I like people to be like, remember that one day? Like when you say, remember that? I'm like, that. that's where I get Hell my yeah, high. I'm just like, I do remember that. You know, because I'm watching. I'm, I'm definitely always there. I'm always watching. But... I'm watching everyone. Like, I'm just seeing how people are interacting. I love when I hear stories like, oh, I met my wife at a Krispy Kreme Tuesdays. No way. Or, wow. Or I took my son to his first car meet at Krispy Kreme Tuesdays. And then a couple years later, the son's at a Krispy Kreme Tuesdays <laughs> in his car. And not to say that I'm old, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we are older. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like to see generate. I'm seeing generations now um, pop up. Yeah, there's guys that. um that I seen grow up from the Eibach meet too. Little kids that would come up to the booth. Um, there's this kid, uh, Kevin, his dad's Jesse. And Jesse has like super clean cars. Like he has this uh, yellow spoon themed CRX nice. and uh, Mugen themed, uh, I think it's a CRX as well. So he's always been in the car community. 
and uh, then his son would be around, and he would come to the booth. Hey, man, you got any stickers or something? Yeah, yeah. And now, dude, I just seen him out the past. I block me, dude. Has a mustache. His voice changed and everything, dude. I'm like, hell yeah, man. That's so <laughs> cool. Cause you you forget how how much time changes, and to us, you know, maybe like five, six, seven years doesn't seem that much. We'll change a little bit, but these these kids are like going from children to. To young adults yeah and i think as being entrepreneurs and business guys you really don't pay attention to time sometimes you know because we're just constantly working yeah. constantly pushing for the next innovation constantly looking for the next idea and then trying to compete with everything else because as we're working there's that guy trying to knock us off there's mm-hmm. that guy trying to like one up and we forget you know how many years we've been working at it and i think they forget too you know, it's not creating a successful business and a successful lifestyle doesn't happen overnight. You know, people forget, you know, it's not like it's not like winning the lottery. Yeah. You know, if you really want to create your lifestyle, it takes time. It's a marathon, not a sprint. No, definitely, man. And I always say that even with the podcast, you know, I've been doing this for almost a year now and it's barely starting any buzz where people are hearing it on the streets mm-hmm. and and actually checking it out you know i had to deal with the, the very small numbers mm-hmm. and not even focus on that just focus mm-hmm. on the big goal of actually doing this as a passion and, and enjoying it you know so even if it doesn't turn into anything else but having conversations with people that i wouldn't i mean that's that's all i want to take away from it you know um but so you have the events. You want everybody to to have a good time, good clean fun. Where where do you think that that comes from inside of you? You know, I used to do nightclub promotions. Yeah. Yeah, I got into it at a young age. Uh, I think partially because I used to throw crazy house parties. Dude, let's get into that, bro. So when I was when I was younger, um, gosh, I think I was fifteen, sixteen. Where um, was this at? This was in Burbank. Okay, I, I lived in Burbank. Okay. Uh, mom, you know, parents go out of town. Typical story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my mom goes out of town, but I was nice enough, and I'm like, "Hey, I'm gonna throw a party." I told my mom. She's like, "Okay, just don't burn the house down." I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> so, I put together a plan. I was like, "No, I'm, I'm just gonna do this." I don't know why. I don't know where I got the idea. Because at the time, I don't think it was done like how I was doing it. I made flyers. <laughs> so I made flyers, and it said Jeremy's house party. Here's the, like this is the address <laughs> this is the time and i put byob bring your own beer because i couldn't buy it so i was like bring your own yeah um me and a couple friends went into my uh, two-bedroom house with a den so a three-bedroom and we cleared out the kitchen dining room and my room and put it all in one room yeah because we didn't know you know well, we just didn't want things to get stolen, mainly, because we're, we are inviting strangers. And we handed out flyers for, like, that weekend. Where were you handing them out at? In Burbank. At, like... Just uh, publicly? Publicly. To oh, chicks wow. and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> to chicks. Well, at 15. Yeah. Okay. We were handing them out to chicks. <laughs> yeah. And then I had a couple older friends that were, like, uh, so I think... My gosh, I don't, I don't remember what grade I was in. I know that we, I had some high school friends. So I was like, I gave them some. I was like, hey, dude, give this to your friends. Give it to some chicks. I was all about, you know, you're 15, you think about the chicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I'm going to be handing out flyers to guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, party, it's party night. And I swear to you, like 300 people showed up. 
No way. Right? And everyone brought alcohol. And at the time, you know, me being my age, I'm seeing people like Hennessy bottles, hypnotic bottles. <laughs> this is that time. Hypnotic, hypnotic bottles. Alize. Alize. Boons. And then Bacardi 151. <laughs> oh shit. Uh, Aftershock. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, man, there's some people of like money here. Yeah. I was like, where do they get this money? Because at the, you know, I, I couldn't afford a Hennessy bottle. Yeah. Let alone two Hennessy bottles. So, granted, the cops got called because there was people calling me from USC to wonder if the party was going on. No way. Yeah, and then my the party was so happening. You know, normally neighbors call the police. My neighbors were calling me to be like, hey, we're coming over. You know, I'm going to bring some liquor. No shit. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, Pete, we, we had literally, like, it, it was hot in the place because mm-hmm. there were so many bodies. Cops came. Everyone got kicked out. We had to do cleanup. And I filled up two um, apartment-sized trash bins full of alcohol. Full of alcohol bottles. Two of them. No way. So I was like, whoa, people had a good time. And then I think that's what created my whole entire obsession of creating a good time. Yeah. And then I went into the nightclub scene uh, before I turned 21. I was actually working for nightclubs, so I was um, promoting, walking the streets, meeting people, talking to people, and basically saying, hey, come to my nightclub. Here's my guest list, if anyone knows how it works. Yeah. And then I would get paid for each person that comes in and uses my my guest list. Um, And again, just watching people have a good time, like, you know, people are drinking and enjoying themselves. But the nightclub scene was kind of dark. You know, the nightclub scene has its dark side. Mm-hmm. Um, with, like, at the time, nightclubs were more about race, which was sad. It's like, oh, you're a Latino promoter or you're a uh, African-American promoter. It's like, I, I just didn't like. Really? Yeah, that's how it was, at least when I got into mm-hmm. it. And I didn't like it. I was like, people, clubs would ask me, well, what type of crowd do you bring? I'm like, mixed. Well, what do you mean? I'm like, mixed race. I'm like, everyone's coming. I don't care about color. I don't care about your culture. I just want good people. And they kind of liked that, but they kind of didn't. Mm-hmm. Because the guys that would specialize in one crowd would actually get more people. Because it's like people stick together. Pack mentality, which I hate. I hate pack mentality. In the, even in the car scene, I hate pack mentality. When people just hang out in their own clique. It's like, dude, what, why did you build your car to come to a show to show it off to anyone, but you're not going to talk to anyone? Yeah, It's counterproductive. Um, and I just took that love and I was like, uh, I have a passion for cars. Let me combine it. And I went into cars. So you realized at a young age that you were good at promoting. Not really, you know, not really promotions. Cause there are people like a little bit better than me. I would think I want to say more in creating the whole entire event. Got you. So creating the vibe, creating the, the atmosphere. Um, you know, I, I've, when people ask me, you know, what's Krispy Kreme Tuesdays like? I'm like, it's like that Fast and the Furious scene where you see all those cars, but better. Definitely. That's literally what it is. It's it's real life. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. It's it's not even like fate. Yeah, I think that that's why it had such an attraction to it, and everybody from all over came. Not only we, I came from Oxnard, mm-hmm. and that's at least an hour. I'd say an hour fifteen mm-hmm. away. And I'm sure people came from 
way further just had, to go there. So behind the scenes, we had San Francisco. Wow. Texas. Mexico. No way. Um, Arizona. You know, um, Las Vegas. Like, there's people coming from everywhere. That's crazy, And man. that's why there's so many cars, you know, because people literally would come from everywhere. Um, at one point, when it was at its peak, people would show up into Burbank at, like, 1 o'clock. Yeah. And hang out in the city just to make sure they would get a parking spot um, at the Empire Center. I think that that was the the last one that you had was where, where they were shutting down... The, the the local businesses right there early that day so nobody would show up and they had tow trucks waiting mm -hmm. around which was crazy um yeah so you know when i popped back up again burbank went on full-on almost lockdown um and they had i'll say it now mm -hmm. uh, they had a plan um a plan of attack for the car meet and they gave it to all the businesses Stupidly, mm -hmm. <laughs> because I found out the plan. Um, not to not to make fun of Burbank. Sorry, Burbank, but yeah. I had intel on you before you had intel. On me. <laughs> <laughs> I had intel on where they were stationing the police, uh -huh. where they were going to station them under the bridges. I I knew that <laughs> <laughs> um, that they were going to have tow trucks. Sadly, I was disappointed that they created so much pressure on Krispy Kreme that they shut down a business that was going to make. Lots of money that yeah. night. Not only Krispy Kreme, but Wendy's, Panda Express. Yeah. All those food businesses that stay open, they were going to make a killing that night. And Burbank was like, you know, basically strongholding everyone and saying, we can't have car enthusiasts in the city. So I didn't tell anyone where I was going to do it that night. Everyone assumed Burbank. Mm -hmm. Even Burbank assumed Burbank. So an hour before, I put moved it to Palmdale. Oh, got you, got you. How did that work out? Oh, it worked out great. But I think Burbank Burbank took all this effort and time to set up something against something that's positive, mm -hmm. and they got duped. It's like you spent all that money, all that manpower, all those resources to go after car enthusiasts, and we don't even show up to your location? Who looks stupid? Yeah. You know, I hate to say it. You look stupid, Burbank. Like, Really? You have to get your district attorney to send me a letter to my house. Wow, it got to that level. Yeah, like you're going to send a letter to my house? You're going to try to send a stupid service person to my house over a car meet? Like, really? There, There's not better things you got better to do? There's yeah. Not, there's not a, a governor that you need to prosecute because they're selling illegal guns? Oh. And that happened. I'm like, you're going to go after the kid with a car meet? Come on. Like, and at the end of the day, you're violating my right. To gather. I have a right to gather. People are like, well, it's private property. Where's the fence? If it's private property, it needs to be fenced in. It needs to be closed at the end of the night. At the end of the day, if it's a shopping center, you're saying, please, public, come to my business and buy stuff. Mm -hmm. People will pick and choose what they want to argue when they want to argue it. But they don't pay attention to the whole entire picture. And I try to look at the whole picture. I understand there's 5,000 car enthusiasts coming to your city and... Yeah, that is a lot of people. Yeah, it's going to create traffic. But what about Black Friday? Mm -hmm. What about, you know, all the holidays that creates traffic? Do you complain then? Of course not. You pick and choose when you want to complain and who you want to go after. And the also thing, the thing I love about the car scene, 
is I think we forget there's more power in our community than we know. You know, for instance, on that exhaust law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to get into so, that. So I'll kind of roll into it a little bit. You know, they passed an exhaust law, uh, mainly trying to target the takeover guys, which was completely stupid because they don't modify their cars, yeah. as you saw. Um, when it passed this exhaust law, it goes after a, a, a too noisy car. That's what it says. And they passed this to go after, basically, the car community. And it also left it open-ended. It's not an exact law. It says too loud, which is, what's too loud to you? That's an opinion. Yeah. It's an opinion. You can't, too loud. It's like too loud to you to too loud to me is completely different. So they passed this opinionated law that actually passed. And I heard about it at my car meet. And I was like, oh, heck no. That was the AB1824? AB1824. And they passed it within a couple other laws. Okay. Which should be illegal in itself. You should have to make a law by itself and have to vote on that law. And then you have whatever else you have. Anyways, they skipped it in. They kind of snuck it in uh, out of nowhere because no one even found out about it. Not even SEMA. And I found out about it first of the year. And I I started a petition. Um... And within less than, I think, three weeks, it went up to 200,000. Yeah, it blew up, man. Blew it up. definitely did. Uh, TJ Hunt talked about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of YouTube people talked about it. And it blew up. And we actually created, because of that, we actually got a uh, another bill passed to reverse it within less than a year. Is that the AB390? That's the AB390. Within less than a year. And, and I don't think people realize if if you're in government that's a me that's super quick for it to even get even stance for a reversal mm-hmm. you know some of these things take two three years um granted they dropped the ball on the reversal law but we're still gonna push but if everyone comes together man we can make huge change yeah you know if everyone supports people like you you know you're, you're helping normal people you're not helping mobile you're not helping chevron you know granted they're great companies probably you know they employ a lot of people but there's a difference when it's a small time guy and a big time guy you know you're you, when you help when you, the sad truth is when you go buy target you're not you're not helping your local community you're helping some you know rich guy in another state hiding half of his tax money yeah you know it's different when you help people like like you or you know if i started a business you help me because it just goes back into the community, you know. Where do you, where where do you spend most of your money here? Yeah, you know you don't you don't really go anywhere else. So it's just I don't know. People forget to look at the the, the big to small. Yeah, you know? and I'm always about that. I'm always looking for that big to small, and how powerful our community is. Because I mean, we're about to get a law reversed. So let let's get a little deeper into the the uh, law. So the AB eighteen twenty four. What what was the um, the change in that that made uh, that made your eyes open up? So originally, um, we always had the modified exhaust ticket law, uh, and it was for if your car is over ninety five decibels, you will be subject to a modified exhaust ticket, but it was correctable, so you could basically put on your stock stuff and go to a uh, sheriff's sheriff's like bunk. They have like usually a bunker. And they look at your exhaust visually. And they're like, oh, it's stock. Turn it on. It sounds stock. They write it off. You go to the court. It's a $25 dismissal fee. 
and then you go put on your you know your regular exhaust you know of course they don't want that but that's what you do yeah um the ab1824 section 4 to be exact uh basically made that a non-correctable even though it is correctable um you're still gonna face the fine Mm -hmm. so you still now now they made it where instead of going to a sheriff's or chp typically they give you an automatic referee ticket which with a referee ticket you have to put everything back to stock and then you have to go to them and pay i think minimum 120 dollars just for them to check it then you have to go to court and pay the fee for um if you corrected it the dismissal or if you don't correct it i think you still have to pay like a 200 dollars fee mm-hmm. so it's still like you know let's just say you're in the hole at least 300 dollars the moment you get this ticket and if people say well i'm not really in the hole 300 dollars," did you take time off of work yeah then you, you lost that money did you pay for gas yeah did you pay for that parking ticket the, to get and to go to the court yeah people again they don't look at the big picture and add the small so it is an issue because if everyone gets a let's just say they have to pay a hundred dollars or two hundred dollars that's a lot of money generated a lot of money generated for a petty ticket that i could have gotten written off for 25 dollars. Mm-hmm. so it was definitely a money grab um and they're winning right now you know right now they do know it's going to get reversed uh, so I think they've calmed down on writing some of the tickets, but there's thousands of people that got it in between a short period of time. Like they're literally just handing it out like, like, like butter. Yeah. They're like, oh, you got an exhaust ticket. You got an exhaust ticket. It was just, I know people that had stock cars. They got tickets. No way. I had shops that had customers with stock Porsches get tickets. Wow. And they still have to go and pay the referee to get checked. So, why do they have to pay the referee when it's a stock car? They bought the car in California. Yeah. How, that's how it is. And you're going to go make them pay now to, so you could say it's not loud enough? And some of these stock cars are over the 95 decimal mm-hmm. limit. Because our law, that law is written in like 1970 or something. It's not up to date. So, that's another issue we have within the the uh, exhaust. You know, I'm not sorry, the automotive community is that some of the laws don't match up with the cars we have now like a stock scat pack a dodge um we tested it read at like 101 decibels Mm -hmm. that's not 95 decibels so it's non-compliant yet they sell that car in california but you're subject to a ticket now so it's just it it wasn't written fair it wasn't written fair it was completely written to just go after car enthusiasts and grab money plain and simple so you you were saying how we have um, a large impact if we all come together. Um, I think that's true on a positive scale and on a negative mm-hmm. scale. And when I seen this this law pop up and all the drama going on with it, from from my point of view, I was looking at the car community like, what did you expect? What more do you expect? You can't keep doing the shit that you're doing and just expect to get away with it. Mm-hmm. Like the, these these takeovers are are really uh, a menace to the community, mm-hmm. and it's not even it's not even real car enthusiasts. 
It's people that, like I said, they're just in it for to cause chaos. If they're not doing that, they're going to be doing something else. Mm-hmm. And all that backlash just came back on us. Mm-hmm. That um, what what else do you expect the the police to do? And that's the way that I seen it. That's from the outside looking in. That's how I saw it. I really didn't get that deep into it. And I know that um, yeah, it doesn't seem fair. But a lot of the stuff that that was going on in the streets wasn't fair for the officers mm-hmm. or for for us regular enthusiasts who mm-hmm. want to go to a Krispy Kreme. And then you have the jackass that just starts doing donuts, mm-hmm. and then me up top going crazy and cheering them on. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that's hilarious. You know the 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 issue is is. There's a place and a time for everything, mm-hmm. and, and people, you know, at least some people don't know that. Um, you know, you could do donuts, you could do donuts, and, and have people watch. But why don't you, with all those people, grab five dollars and go do a place, go do it legally? Don't you they know? do it at Ir- Irwindale or something? Ir- Ir- so people say that we need more tracks, and we need Irwindale does it. Irwindale says we have a box for you to do donuts in, and they put up guardrails. They have uh, EMTs, they have security, they even sell beer, um, they have food, like everything's there, but yet you don't have a place to do it? No. You just, again, you want to have fun on, on a chaos level and and and, and really do uh, disrupt the general public and the way things flow. Um, you know, the, the, I think the worst thing I saw with these takeover guys is that they were doing a takeover and an ambulance was coming through. And they didn't let the ambulance come through. No shit. They held the ambulance, and it's like, dude, someone could be dying, and you're gonna, you're gonna, because of your stupid fucking donut, you're gonna like slow them down. Like I don't, people, there, there's a golden hour. They call it the golden hour. The average person in a, in a serious accident has an hour to get to to medical help before they die. You just delayed that person five minutes. That's five minutes. That's someone's grandma, someone's son, someone's baby that could have died because of your fucking donut. Like, there, there's no fucking perspective. And then you say, oh, well, it's better than me being in a gang. Or it's better than me doing drugs. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, bro. Like, go do your gang shit. Because <laughs> you're fucking up my community. Like, yeah. Go do your gang shit. I don't care. Go do your go drugs. Go do your drugs. I don't care. <laughs> like... You're not affecting anyone else. Yeah. Like, <laughs> gang member, gang members, come on. Like, really? Like, bro, I know gang members that would be like, bro, you're being stupid. Like, yeah. We don't do stupid shit like that. Yeah. Like, they know better. You know, maybe they'll shoot some people, but. <laughs> They're shooting each other. It's all good. Other. That's their life. That's what they their do. Gang. That's their yeah. thing. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's got their thing. Yeah. <laughs> don't fuck up my thing. Yeah. It's like, you know, it, it's 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 almost like they're like, you know, we'll come to your meet and we'll do a takeover. It's like, dude, you don't see me, like, putting your shit on blast. Like, why do you want it? Why do you need to come and mess up someone else's fun so that you can have fun? That doesn't... I don't get that. It's mm-hmm. like, let me go shit on someone else so I could be, you know, number one. Yeah. Like, that's, that's, that's the... It's, there's so much to do. There's so much opportunity. There's so much land out there. For people not to do that anymore. Why break everyone else's building down to build yours the tallest? Yeah. I mean, you could just build the tallest one and work a little bit harder than the guy. 
Like, why do you have to go shit on someone? Yeah, it's really a child mentality. Mm -hmm. And it's really like a temper tantrum. Mm -hmm. You know, and I seen it, man, when from 2011 to the last time I went, it, it could have been 2016 with the Porter Ranch one. I think it was 16. So just seen it in 2011, and then you would kind of just see a little bit. I think there was like an Impala doing burnouts or something. There was like the little lane mm -hmm. in front of Best Buy where it just had the people right there, and it was like a little burnout row or whatever. I mean, that was cool. I, I It's because that, that brought me back to uh, um, times that I used to have here in Camarillo. Mm -hmm. So in Camarillo, there was a, there's a Del Taco, there's um, Target or whatever, a little shopping center. And when I was younger... We would all meet right there, and those meets would get huge, man. It was such a good time, and people would go there, regular enthusiasts. We would park, drive around, check out the cars, just just like the Krispy Kreme meet. Mm -hmm. But then it got to the bullshit, dude. Guys were busting open the sprinklers, wetting the whole ground, and then drifting the whole parking lot oh, and doing burnouts and shit. And, of course, cops shut it down, and that's it. So the fun that we were having for a few years, just every every Thursday or whatever it was to meet up at, at the uh, the Del Taco, that went to shit because some dudes just wanted a little more attention. Mm -hmm. You know, look at me, look at me, but not really having a reason to look at you besides you acting like a jackass. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing of these half-naked girls on Instagram that they're showing their ass and like, oh my God, I just got some new shoes. Or something like that. You want attention. Yeah. But why don't you earn attention for for a reason? Well, give me a reason to, to give you attention. Mm -hmm. Give me a reason to pay attention to you. Instead of just throwing a temper tantrum like a child. Mm -hmm. That's the same thing. You want to be the child that sticks out so you're on the floor crying and screaming. Mm -hmm. Want to do donuts and want to go burning out. You want everybody to look at you. Mm -hmm. And I understand it because I, I used to want to do that too when I was when I was a child and when I had a child mentality. And it seems like that is getting a lot more attention than just the the what you're trying to put on is just a place for enthusiasts to get together and just have a good time. Yeah, I mean, there's 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 a time and place, you know. You could you could go drifting, you know, go go drifting. But why do you gotta do it when we're all hanging out? Like, why do you gotta do it when there's a, a police station right down the block? Mm -hmm. You know, there's there's a time and place for everything, you know. And there's always a way to have fun. It's just you know, don't spoil don't spoil it for everyone. Don't be that person, you know. And the and these people are just spoiling it for everyone. You know, it's getting better, uh, mainly because the police are cracking down hardcore now. And they're starting to see a difference between real enthusiasts and guys that like to do donuts and drunker cars. Yeah. Um, the only bad thing is that at the end of the day, the guy with the nice car and, you know, the uh, fixed up car, he has something to lose compared to the guy that drives a Maxima that's just jacked up. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a difference thing. Our car gets towed. We want to get it out. Their car gets towed. They wait till it goes on auction and rebuy it. Oh shit! Not to hate. That's what they do. Really? Oh yeah. This is. This is it's like it's cheaper to buy it from auction again than pay the, all the fines and the tow fee. So Damn! Just, I never thought about that. They just wait till it goes on auction. They follow the yeah. car and then they go buy it and it's clean title <laughs> and everything. And then you also, I think, if their court case happens um, after all this, they're like, I don't have the car anymore. And then they buy their car back. It's just, there's all these loopholes. Yeah. So it's, it's, you know, it's just, uh, we get to, we have to suffer for a little bit until this kind of fizzles out. And it, it's, 
I've been in, you've been in the game long enough, I've been in the game long enough where we see the waves of the scene, you know. It went from takeovers to donuts and, and burnouts, and now, right now, we're in that, like, uh, that exhaust uh, two-step thing. The two-step. The two-step. I just saw that video on Facebook. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it goes, rah, da, 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 da. <laughs> I hear gunshots. <laughs> He says, I, I, I would honestly be uh, terrified. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's, it sounds like gunshots. Yeah. <laughs> and they call it straight piping. I'm yeah. like, dude, I don't know. I never heard that before. Ha- hashtag. Yeah, hashtag. Hashtag straight pipe exhaust. It's funny, dude. I see that stuff. And I'm like, bro, you guys don't have any other stories to put up. Like, I could give you a way better story to talk about. Mm-hmm. But And the news guy right. is so aggressive. Yeah. So aggressive. He's like, Oh, this is, you know, gunshots in public. Do you think that's a good thing? The guy's, guy's like, what are you doing here? Like, he's like, the car doesn't even, don't even drive on public streets. That's funny, but yeah, dude, that's, uh, <laughs> we we just always go through change. Things are always changing and, and evolving, mm-hmm. but it's good to have people like yourself to, to stand up for for what's right or what you see as right. And I always say that there's, I mean, you can complain about everything. You could say how, what the bad is in every situation. Mm-hmm. But if you're not doing anything to change it, it's just you're you're not you're not helping anything. Yeah, it's like somebody complaining about um, politics and they don't even bother to to vote. So okay, I get it. Like I get your opinion, but your opinion really doesn't matter because when it came time, you didn't want to stand up and. That's one thing that I've always is my, um, admired about you is whenever there was something that, that you always stood up for, what you Thanks. felt was right. And especially when, when these exhaust laws started coming out, I, you were the first one on the forefront that I've seen making it happen. Yeah. And that, it seemed like that was your main focus and you wanted to make a change in it. You know, it's, it's, it, it, was, it was a lot of work you know, to, to start it and it kind of didn't know exactly where it was going to go. Um, but it, it's people just can't be scared, you know. We're, we're in we're in a time where people are getting, even though we have so much social media and ways to have a voice, it seems like more and more people are getting scared of actually putting the voice out there. Yeah, and the people that do put their voice out there are the ones that are at home behind a computer that have no fucking life, and like they have the worst voice. Yeah, you know, they're the ones that are like, you know. F this person, F this person, you know, pride this, pride that, or you're this, you're that, you're left, you're right. And all those people have a voice. And then there's people like just normal people. You know, I consider you a normal person. I'm a normal person. I see both sides. Why do I need to pick a side? Mm -hmm. Why can't I just be like, "Mm, this sounds kind of wrong. This sounds kind of wrong. Where can we have a right? People are like forgetting, like, just voice that voice, voice that. And people are going to typically agree with you. You know, most people aren't assholes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just put out your voice if it's described properly, written properly, and, you know, voiced with a, a, a nice, even thought. People agree. And, and this is one of the situations, like, instead of me being quiet, fuck it, let's just, let's use the voice I got and, and do some positive. But let's let these government people know that we don't fucking agree with them. Like, at the end of the day, like, you're creating laws that are against my community, my subculture, my lifestyle. No, bro, not mm-hmm. gonna happen. And then, lucky enough, enough people are like, "No, not gonna happen." And we have some change happening. 
Um, but we still have more to go, you know, and there's still other things we need to conquer. You know, for instance, uh, a lot of people don't know that most of the exhaust laws were created during the lowrider days. Mm-hmm. They went after the lowrider community. So it was racially charged. Really? Yeah. A lot of these exo- a lot of these modification laws were passed during the Zoot Suit days of lowriders. Mm-hmm. Like Zoot Suit Riot was during the lowrider days. But a lot of these laws got passed around those days because they were going after those types of cars. Wow. No shit. Yeah. There's a history of like... And it's funny. For Burbank to actually kick us out, it's funny. Because a lot of the hot ride... uh, Even if you went to the Peterson's Museum, Mm -hmm. the Automotive Museum, the hot rod style started in Burbank. Yeah. Some Some of them started in Burbank. So it's like, Burbank, you're denying your whole culture of car culture because we're young yeah i mean basically you know we're young we're the next generation I mean, this is we're the next generation of hot rodders yeah we're just not in hot rods you know we have hondas we have mitsubishis we have m3s we have you know we have newer cars mm-hmm. so we don't have access to 69 camaros or or novas or gtos we just we just don't um and people don't seem to realize like it's just different time it's like when you go to you know the sad part is there's still a little bit of issues with people like if i go to boss big boy on friday night do you think any of those old guys come up to me yeah they no, don't they're in their own ways man and it's like dude i'm a car enthusiast just like you i just don't drive a 69 corvette thing that you park in your garage all the fucking time yeah no offense to you i drive my shit i might break it too yeah but i rebuild it you know it's it's, it's just people it's i gotta say it's not everyone because when you go to sema You've gone to SEMA. SEMA's mm-hmm. cool because it seems like everyone's kind of on the same page. Like, we're just all car enthusiasts. Like, at the end of the day, like, I could talk to a classic car guy at SEMA, and usually they're pretty cool. Yeah. Whereas, like, you're on the streets, and it's, like, clicky. Again, the, the pack mentality. It's like, oh, I drive a classic car, you drive an import car. We're, we're not on the same page. Yeah. Dude, I like exhaust just like you. What makes it any different besides the car? Okay, everybody, we're going to take a quick break for our sponsors, and we'll be back in one minute. Now, son, you, you listening right now, I need to tell you something. Your life is in shambles. One of the reasons is, is the way you present yourself. Son, that t-shirt you got on right now with the stains and the bacon neck, that is not going to bring the honeys home. You look terrible. I'm not talking about your disfigurement. That's something only the good Lord could help you with. But what I can help you with is going to downstory.com. Go to that web page on the World Wide Web and just search DTWD. Yeah, search that and you could get some of the official Downtown with Downstop merch. Maybe move out the basement so me and your mama could do the dick ball dance like we used to do 27 years ago when you wasn't around. Now I'm gonna go upstairs and give me a pot pie. You get back to your little podcast. Yeah, it seems like you understand it, but it's it's a lot of people don't, man. It's you, You'll even see that in their community. I'm a Ford guy. I'm a Chevy guy. What the hell do you mean, dude? Like... I, it's just like food like i'm a pizza guy i like all kinds of pizza mm-hmm. i even like like lunchable kind of pizza uh, you know i'm gonna eat everything awesome. dude you know 
I'm into cars. It's not. I'm not just into Hondas. I'm not that kind of guy. I'm into everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if you can't understand why I find joy in what I do or my my hobby or, or whatever uh, I pick to do, like maybe you're not a true enthusiast. Maybe you're you're just in in it for the wrong reason. Well, I see that. Uh, I see that a lot, especially with that that community. You know, if you can. If if you were to ha- to tell me that there was going to be a hot rod show, I could tell you exactly how it's going to be. I could tell you the demographic people that are going to be there, and most of the people, if I told them the things that I do, they're automatically going to write me off. When you're right, we are the future of this. There's no way that we, we, there's not enough Camaro, Chevelles, you know, uh, things like that around anymore for us to even continue on that legacy dude mm-hmm. this is our legacy this mm-hmm. is this is what we're doing let us let us do our own thing mm-hmm. let us evolve mm-hmm. so that kind of gets me to the um to the evolution of the crispy cream tuesdays so after you've seen what happened in porter ranch and then the uh, the next one that you did in palmdale um what what was your mindset on that and how did it lead to the things that came after it so basically it was after having the issues with the the nuisance you know the the people that want to spoil it for everyone um i created car shows Mm -hmm. so i did create octane festival which you attended yes as a vendor um it even at the time it got featured in heavy hitters magazine. yeah i remember that which was to me my favorite magazine yeah um and i didn't even know I was like, that was really cool. Yeah, I was like, dude, I made it in Heavy Hitters. <laughs> and if no one knows what Heavy Hitters was, it was a magazine basically about the the expensive cars and the guy behind the expensive car, but what they do. So it would go over like, for instance, like the Flaming Hot Cheeto guy. Like, no one knows who this guy is, but they would go over like how he made it, what he's into. For instance, he was into ties. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just really cool because you actually get to see behind the scenes of this, you know, Ferrari fixed up car. And I got featured in, in, in Heavy Hitters. And that was kind of a nice thing to be like, dude, my first first big show, I'm already featured. Yeah. That's crazy. It takes some shows like three years, four years to even get noticed. Yeah. Um, I did it two years in a row, Octane Festival. And I just kind of stopped. Um, I went to Colorado and kind of found found my own inner peace. I you guess. moved? Yeah, I moved for a little bit. Oh, really? So I moved for a little bit. I disappeared to Colorado. Only my friends knew. A lot of people didn't know. Because uh-huh. I think I was still doing some Krispy Kreme meats out here. Right? Uh-huh. But I would have to fly in just for my own car meat, and I'd fly out the next day. So what made you pick Colorado? Um, I chased a woman. Oh, wow. I chased a girl, and it was the worst decision ever. No way. Yeah. I got engaged and everything, and thank goodness I'm not married. So where did you meet her? Um, I met her in at my at the shop in Van Nuys I was managing. Okay. So I met her at her body shop. Yeah. And it just it just went. It was a, a, a toxic thing. Oh, man. Sometimes those are exciting, though. It was exciting. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun for a little bit. Yeah. Um, but, it, but definitely... Definitely not the uh, not the best thing to do. Yeah, sometimes excitement gets uh, you you confuse the toxic with with excitement. You're just wow, I haven't had this much going on in my life. Mm-hmm. Everything else I've been doing seems 
just relatively you know mundane mm -hmm. scheduled go to work it out and then you meet some girl and it's like oh okay this is a little That's, new yeah this is something <laughs> different but um so she ended up living in uh we ended up so she she ended up oh my god we she ended up moving to um to colorado for a little bit and she's like why don't you come out here and and make a living out here mm-hmm so I was like, okay, I me mean, being stupid. I think I was 23. Mm -hmm. Stupid, young, dumb, and full of cum. You know? Yeah, yeah, hell <laughs> I was yeah. Say. <laughs> um, I was like, okay, let's go. So I, I went out there, lived, shacked up out there for like, I think a year and a half. And then she uh, she ditched me. Really? She ditched me in Colorado. Were you guys living together? Yeah, we were living together. And she was like, oh, I'm going to go and visit, uh, visit L.A., and uh, say hi to the family and everything and go to our place. And I'm like, okay, cool. She called me when she got to LA. I'm not coming back. I was like, what? She's like, oh, yeah, and all your stuff is gone. Like, what? So it was it was like a fucking, like, I basically get off the phone. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? You had no idea. No fucking idea. So then I was like, you know what? I, I already got something kind of going on out here for me. I might as well just stay. Yeah. So I stayed uh, another year and a half by myself in Colorado. And when people think Colorado, they're thinking Denver. Mm -hmm. I was living in the mountains. So mm -hmm. I was in like mountain town. So I was in uh, Vail and Avon, mm -hmm. which is a tourist town. So people are in and out. There's no real relationships that you could create. It's like you get people and they come in. They're there for maybe two weeks at a time. And then they're gone. They go back home. So it's just a town for tourists. It's a nice town, but it's just town for tourists. So I lived out there for a little bit, and I started missing the uh, California car scene. There's just nothing like it. There's nothing like California car scene. And I couldn't, the Denver car scene was just not, it's still kind of stuck in like the 19, you've, you've been to Denver for a show, right? No, I no, haven't, haven't, no. So they're still like, kind of like going through the body kit phase right now oh really yeah so gotcha. they're, they're like in the fast and furious phase you could say gotcha so i'm just like you know it's cool but you know i, I miss like the evolution of where it's going out of here so I, I was like you know I'm, I'm just gonna plan to come back so i planned to come back and i came back and you know basically started getting my life back together and, and uh Started working for Chemical Guys for a little bit. So I worked for Chemical Guys. I don't know if you're familiar. Yeah. Uh, they're a car care company. I won't divulge too much into it because I don't want people to stalk me. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then from there, you know, I started doing the car shows again and uh, creating, I created a, uh, a society, so a group. So basically, I created a, a secret society group to differentiate between real car enthusiasts and takeover guys. So we do things like charities. So every car, every car show I do, we donate to a charity. Uh, the last two we donated to was ODMP, which is an Officers Down Memorial page. So that is basically for officers that get shot in service, and their families need help. You know, there's obviously they need therapy, and it helps that. And then we also donated to uh, a firefighter, a charity that helps orphans. So we do a lot of that now to really let them know that, hey, as car enthusiasts and from the community we come through, we're not all bad guys. Like we're That's normal, very cool. We're normal people. You know, we're normal people that really want to make a difference, too. Not just kind of like hang out. We want to make a difference. And, you know, for us doing a show, I take a percentage and 
give it to them, it shows like, hey, we're willing to just give, you know, because at the end of the day, like realistically, I don't have to do that. I don't have to give to a charity. No one has to give to a charity, but it shows like, hey, take a little bit of my pie. I'm willing to give you something that I'm doing, and I want you to know that we care. You know, we're, we're about the community. Because at the end of the day, all we have is each other, man. Yeah. Like, if, if when people ask me for, like, hey, where do I get some bolts, I mention you. Thank and, you. You know, it's, it's mainly because it's like, again, if we're truly a car community, fucking treat it like a community. People forget that. You know, um, a long time ago, I told this to Glenn. Glenn from Long Beach Auto Tech. I don't know if you're familiar with yeah. him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the S2K. The S2K, yeah. Yeah, Honda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, I hope he knows him. Yeah, yeah so Glenn, Glenn hit me up. He's like, you know, who could help me out? I need help picking up uh, my tire stickers before SEMA. I mentioned, hey, dude, where is it? He's like, oh, it's in Silmar. I'm like, I'm in the valley all the time. I live out there. He's like, is, is it a problem for free to get? I'm like, no, dude, where is it? Give me that address. Go pick it up. I picked it up for him. We met up, uh, I think, the next day. He's like, dude, really, thank you, man. He's like, thanks for picking it up, da, da, da. I'm like, bro, you, you know you're in the car community, right? He's like, yeah. I'm like, we have to treat it like that. I was like, you know, if you're truly saying this is a car community, fucking treat it like that. Help each other out. Why, why, why not? Yeah. You know, yeah, you might not know the guy, but now you know, now you know the guy. And Glenn's, a, Glenn's an awesome dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, you know, he runs, he runs a successful shop. You know, it's just <laughs> practice what we preach. That's the main thing. Practice what we preach. You know. So these, um, the secret society events, how many have you had? Gosh, I've already had like 11, I think. Wow. Well, they stay pretty good of secret. We mentioned, you know, keep it a secret as much as possible. So how does that even work out? How do you get into the, uh, the Carluminati? Yeah, basically, <laughs> uh, you have to find the page on Instagram or Facebook. You have to send a message. Usually... Usually the message isn't clear uh, because there's so many people sending messages to the page. Um, and then there's an acceptance uh, agreement. So you have to agree to certain things to get accepted. Mainly basically being a decent ass human being. Um, and then there's an attendance uh, minimum. Mm-hmm. And then once you meet your attendance minimum and you don't get caught up in anything, you get your sticker. And your sticker basically... Let's people know, like, oh, this is the group you're... It's not a car club. It's not a crew. It's a society. So we have other car clubs in the in the group. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, you know, there's no there's no favoritism. It's all types of cars, all types of people, old, young. It's just basically saying, like, this is the, the society I promote. This is what we're doing. I'm one of the guys that like to give back to the community. That's mainly what it is. But the whole goal of it is basically create a, a, a real society, you know, a group of people that support each other. You know, for instance, I want you to be in it because I want people to know, like, hey, Downstar supports us. Yeah. Let's support him. And Thank not, you. not like on a level of like, we support those who support us. Mm-hmm. I hate that. It's like, no, I'll support you even if you don't support me. I just want you to know I fucking care about you, man. You're in my scene, and I love my scene. I want you to know I care about what you're doing. I want to protect what you love, too, whether you do or not. It's kind of what it is. Yeah. Um, I kind of see that as, you know, it, it just shows the the person that you are and the, the message that you want to put off. And it's, it's like, you know, even if you don't like me, that doesn't mean I don't have to 
not like you yeah that's the energy that you're bringing to the table and that shouldn't have to do with anything that i'm doing and it took me a a a long time to actually learn that and to let that set in my mind to hold myself uh to a certain level and do things that are in my character and things that are not in my character just stay away from that and even if somebody goes that route that doesn't mean that i have to go that Mm -hmm. route just because you have you hold that hate or anger towards me that doesn't mean i have to hold that to you yeah yeah you know there's there's tons of people that don't like me in this community um they're a little bit more quiet about it Mm -hmm. mainly because i guess i don't want to say my name is known but people know of me and i know enough people where the news gets to me Mm mm-hmm like yeah you know i hear all the time like oh so and so you know doesn't really like what you do and they don't agree with what you do like that's cool (laughs) yeah then the day i don't hate them you know they just feel threatened yeah they feel threatened and it's okay for them to feel threatened you know at the end of the day i don't mind if you feel threatened by me because i'm just gonna keep doing me you know uh, i remember at one point in the car scene um there was a lot of competition on the show thing Mm mm-hmm you know, there still kind of is. It's not as bad. Everyone's trying to be the next big car show. And uh, my biggest thing was, dude, I'm not after your piece of cake. I'm after the motherfucking steak and potatoes. Hell yeah. I don't want your fucking cake. Have your fucking cake. Yeah. I want the steak and the potatoes and the girl next to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's my thing. I'm not, I'm, I'm not here trying to copy anyone. I'm not here trying to um, emulate anyone. You know, I mean, you've, you've seen me. I just do me. You know, I do what I do. I, do, I just sometimes it might not be right. Sometimes it might be a little bit wrong. But at the end of the day, it's me. It's genuine. It's genuine to what I want to be. Yeah, I can definitely relate to that, man. I've been in a lot of situations, and now that I look back on it, it, I wouldn't be in those situations. I wouldn't have done those things that way. But it's just at that time, that's how I felt about mm-hmm. it. That's how I felt about that certain situation. That's how I felt like I wanted to handle it. There was no other ulterior motive besides this is what i think is the right thing to do Mm -hmm. and i think everybody deserves uh, a chance to change and evolve and to um to grow into to the better self that they want to be if they're if they're trying to do if their intentions are good i mean that's that's all you can really ask for. that's all you can ask for and you know and, and then the guys are like oh well you're doing this and you're doing that well at the end of the day i'm fucking doing something yeah at the end of the day, I'm not at home complaining like you are, being a little bitch. Yeah. People are like, oh, well, you did this to the car scene. It's like, well, what do you do? You built a car and you took it to a show? Like, that's awesome, but what the fuck did you do besides that? Yeah. That didn't help anyone. I don't think people even understand that they have the power to do it as well. Mm-hmm. Everything. Even this, what we're doing right now, podcasting. Mm-hmm. Guys, you want a podcast? Hit me up. I'll tell you all the equipment to do. I'll tell you how to do it. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Go do it because that has nothing to do with me. This is what I'm doing. Everything that I'm doing, this is this is my own lane. Just let me do whatever I'm doing, mm-hmm. and that's it. It's it's not it's not a secret. You know, you you can do it if you want to throw events, mm-hmm. if you want to throw like uh, your own uh, flash meet or whatever you want to call it. You can do it. It just takes time. It's not as easy as you think it is. You know, you know, it's funny. I think that you know there there were a lot of people that got inspired by uh by the Krispy Kreme meat. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not trying to take credit, but you know, some of my friends even noticed it. Like after I started doing it and getting big, everyone started doing it. Even businesses started doing it. Um, and that's okay. It's nothing that I feel threatened by. It's just, 
people will do message me sometimes like oh well, how do you do this how do you do that it's like dude it's all out there like i don't want like i'm not going to tell you because then you're going to you're basically just going to copy me mm-hmm. like just look like look what i'm doing look how it's interacting and just you copy that cuz you're going to when they copy that they'll twist it a little bit unknowingly and then it becomes them yeah which i'm cool with and then some people are like well this meat's better than your meat and and, and i kind of don't care about that either cuz yeah. at the end of the day um not to brag every time i do a crispy cream meat it's in the fucking news yeah <laughs> It's helicopters. And, I've seen them. And yeah, it's it's in the news. And you know, to give people a little bit of a background, I have news people in my phone on speed dial. Yeah. So like, when Kanye says he's gonna call a paparazzi on himself or something, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. <laughs> I'm like, yo, this is where we're gonna be. <laughs> and they're like, all right, we're there. Wow. So it's like you know, there's. There's levels to this shit, young kid. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, dude, like, just do you. Like, at the end of the day, when I was starting it, I didn't think of, let me go compete with this person. Let me go compete with this person. Let me copy this person. I just I just did me. And that's why it became big. Because people know when you're being genuine and people know when you're faking the funk. It, it, and it, and if, you, if you think they're not going to find out, they're going to find out. They're going to find out you're faking the funk. Yeah. It just takes that certain kind of person to be able to realize it. You can fool, you can fool so many people for so long, but like the real, they'll be able to see it for sure. Oh yeah. And I see that a lot, not only in just those events, but just not even in the car community, just in everything, mm-hmm. man. Even if I'll go out to a, say, sometimes we'll go out to a club or something like that, and I'm just like watching observing everything i i've i've became very good at reading people and reading situations and just understanding what's going on and a lot of stuff that that goes on is is like insecurities that people have about themselves Mm -hmm. and they don't even understand it's an insecurity but i understand it because i've been on the other side of things Mm -hmm. and i understood why i was doing those things because i wanted people to look at me a certain way or, or whatever you know and it just to be able to just be your most genuine self and not have to have to fake it or have to do things for a, a certain reason there's no better feeling than that man just like we were talking about before the podcast dude everything that i do this is this is how, this is a, a re- direct representation mm-hmm. of who i am everything in this podcast studio everything in the shop this is just a direct representation of who I am and that's that's like invaluable to me you Super know invaluable. I don't have to worry about uh, trends changing or anything like that because it doesn't matter this is this is what I do and if people fuck with it dope and if they don't that's cool but it's just that really does that's none of my business if they fuck with it or not I'm just gonna do me yeah you know there's always gonna be like there's always those haters that are gonna try to find something and you know it's funny the internet is a funny thing you know, I've seen your your I've seen your drama pop up every now and then, mm-hmm. and then I have drama pop up every now and then. But at the end of the day, the sad part is everyone forgets. Yeah, it's so the internet's like this. It's like that it's so fast. You know, it's people forget too. It's like sometimes you don't even have to like, don't even respond to it because in two weeks, people are gonna forget. Yeah. Oh, definitely, <laughs> dude. Some people bring up some stuff that happened like six, eight months ago, two years ago, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> 
whatever, dude. Like it is what it is. Yeah, you, know? you want to talk about what I ate for dinner in 2015? We yeah. can we can do that. Like you can that's pull up not, the picture. <laughs> yeah, that's not that's not my life anymore. That's yeah. not that's not even how I think about things yeah. anymore. You know, I feel like I change at, and evolve to a different person every six months. You know, every three months I'm changing into somebody else. I, I mean, I'm constantly evolving. And I think that a lot of people don't under, they, they don't do that. They're not evolving. And they're the same people that they were when that situation happened. And their mindset is the same way. Then I'm like, okay, but that's not me. That's not how I have to deal with things. Yeah, you know, one thing I really admire about you, Frank, is that you do constantly change like you're constantly thank trying, you you're constantly trying a new thing constantly seeing if it's gonna fit for you and you're like hey if i like it you keep doing it which is great you know it's, and i think that's what people get mad about they get mad that you can do that you know they get mad that you could you could go and start you know a vlog and then go and start a podcast and and you know i started a vlog at one point that shit's not easy yeah it's hard man it's fucking hard like people are like oh youtube influencers that's an easy job that shit is hard you go ahead and you shoot the you shoot have a camera like this all day yeah and then go to the computer edit it add some stupid music and whatever text and put it out there and do that every day 365 days man that is hard. Yeah, it definitely is, dude. I think I would spend maybe two hours editing like a 15-minute mm -hmm. vlog. And the vlog was just about what I did throughout the day. And I made it seem exciting, but it really, really wasn't, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I, I've come to the point where I understand how things work. And if I wanted to go down that lane, I guarantee I would make it successful. But at the end of the day, all we have is time. And that time is gonna have to come from somewhere. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't be able to to be doing the podcast like I am. I wouldn't be able to put as much attention to, you know, uh, marketing on social media or, you know, even running Downstar, taking care of orders, putting out new product and things like that. Mm -hmm. That time has to come from somewhere. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot of time. And you're when you're trying to devote, it would probably be at least five, six hours out of my day. Mm -hmm towards a vlog and then you put the vlog up and it's a it's a slow cook dude sometimes you'll get 200 views 300 and that's on the grand scale of things it's not much you know and then you see uh, tj hunt he'll put out a video and in a half hour he has a hundred thousand views 50,000 views or whatever and you just think like why does he i i've done this longer than he has but that's not that's not the reality of things He's been at that point where you're at or where I was at starting out. But the thing is that he didn't give up. He mm -hmm. took it and he ran with it and he kept going with it. And that's the reason why, he's, why he is in the position that he's in. Not only him, a lot of the YouTube guys that, yeah. are, that are successful with it. Um, there's, there's other automotive enthusiasts that I feel that they can do a better job building a car or something, but of course they're not putting their attention to it. So there's no way that you think that you're even equal to a, a YouTuber influencer just because you can build the car slightly better than they can, but you're not putting in those hours. You don't know how to edit. You don't know how to record. You don't know how to make something interesting. You don't know how to create content. But the the a regular enthusiast that that doesn't understand that, they're not giving that any respect. 
but they expect the world of respect to them because they've built show cars and they've been they've won trophies and stuff. Yeah, that's dope and that takes a lot of time. But so does that. So does building something from the ground up. And from from my side of things, I understand doing that because that's how we built Downstar. And I've I've wanted to use that experience to build other things like the podcast, the skate brand. Mm-hmm. But I know that it's just because I have Downstar. That doesn't mean it's going to trans- translate to this, that everybody that supports Downstar is now going to support this. Dude, it's a slow cook too, man. And if, and if you're not built for that, you just stay in your lane just stay doing what you're doing but just don't think that they got an easy ride out of it yeah you know it's it's you know bringing up the youtube thing and the uh the 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 trophy thing you know when you say i built cars and they get trophies you know youtube is a funny thing right now when it comes to the car scene um i don't necessarily agree with everything that's on youtube when it comes to the car scene i think some of the influencers that we have 90% 90% of them are garbage. Yep. Not, not, sorry guys. I just said that on one of my recent sorry. posts. 90% it's fucking of you, true. 90% of you YouTube car guys are fucking garbage. Like, half of you don't even know shit about cars. I'm not going to say I know everything about cars, but I'm very involved with the culture. So I hear a lot. And what the fuck are you influencing besides look at me all day? Mm-hmm. Like, dude, like realistically, I got better shit to do. That's why I don't watch it. You know, realistically, most of their crowd is like 14 to maybe 21. Yeah. You know, or, or let's just say 26 at highest. You're not influencing anyone that's really into it because they're just looking at you and they know you're full of it. You know, there, there's a couple guys, I'm not going to mention names, but it's like half the fucking time their shit doesn't even work or they're breaking something or they're going to something and doing something stupid and putting it out there publicly. Um that's just not me, you know, and that's not half of anyone that's in the car scene. It's literally like a small, 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 less than 1% of guys that just basically just put it out there, you know, and that's what it is. And then when it comes to like the, the trophy builder guys complaining about them, let's be real. How the fuck did you win that trophy? Mm-hmm. You were friends with that owner of that car show. Well, let's get into that drama. Oh, shit. You know, let's just say the shit that people don't like to hear. How many times did you scratch your car up to get that insurance money to paint your shit? <laughs> like, insurance jobs. Let's, let's let's look at your insurance job car. <laughs> you know, let's 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 get into who who you fucked over to get some of those parts. Yeah. You know? What stupid sponsor did you scam? You know, it's there. There's there's good and bad and everything. You know, you could find it, but dude, like the moment you start complaining, like at least if you start complaining to me. You better make sure your shit's clean. And I'm not saying I'm clean. I, I mean, I have my bad. You know, I've, I've done dumb things. But I'm not going to sit there and say I didn't. Yeah. You know, it's... it's The one reasons I created Octane Festival is to get rid of the, the, the trophy giveaways. You know, to give the trophy to the team that brought the most cars. Why? I want to give the trophy to the guy that fucking put his heart and soul into his car. Like, that's the guy I want to give the trophy to. And... The thing I did like about my shows when people would come out is that the judges were very, very, they were car guys. They were like, what'd you do? What'd you put into it? What's the work you did? Did you do any fab work? Did you do any custom work? And usually those were the people that won. I think my last show, the one you went to, um, people were so pissed that number one went to 
it was a green Toyota truck, mm-hmm. Tacoma, bagged. It wasn't your typical like import style build or domestic style build, um, but the dude put so much work into the car. You know, we're talking shaved doors, undercarriage done, wheels, tuck, tuck the body, uh, full engine bay build. It's like how could you, how could you not give a car like that? You know first place he probably yeah. dropped like 200k into the damn thing you know i'm not saying it goes to the most money because i've seen money builds look like crap too it's just that he had it had style it flowed he had background on the car you know and and that's the type of person that i appreciate in our car scene the person that just has a huge passion for it and eats fucking ramen noodles half of the time to build it i mean let's be honest most of these guys are building these crazy cars not a lot of them have crazy jobs. It's just they just really, really love it, and they just dump the money into the car, which I give them credit. You know, it's sadly, I can't do that. You probably can't do that all the time because I have a business to run. Mm-hmm. You know, I like to invest my money in other places, not just in my car. Yeah. So um, what kind of other stuff are you into besides cars in the car community? Um, so I'm pretty involved in the car community. I, I love it. You know, it's some it's something that I'm really, really involved in from – um, a marketing standpoint, to a content creation standpoint, to an event creation standpoint, and then to even my day job. I'm constantly doing with cars. Uh, but recently, um, I got into guns. Oh, wow. So I got into guns. And uh, I want to incriminate myself. <laughs> uh, I got into guns on a level of military standards. So I like, like, the, the full-on tactical build that's functional um, and really meant to perform. So it's like when I build, like I built my shotgun recently, I built it so that I know if an emergency happens, it's going to perform. It's mm-hmm. not going to give me a dead bullet. It's it's going to do what it's meant to do, um, which I hope I never have to yeah. use it. Um, but I got into that. And then... Um, Recently, the most recent is I've been just kind of taking things a little bit chill, mainly because um, a lot of people don't know, but I was driving a smart car for a little while, and I loved the thing. The thing was fun, um, but I got in a bad accident. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that, so if you could dive into that yeah. a little bit. So uh, I got a smart car for a little bit, mainly because my commute was so intense and the gas was just killing my wallet. So I got a smart car, which is like super gas efficient, and the car was fun. Like it's unique. It's 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 a fun car. It's weird to say I'm a big guy. People yeah. might not be able to tell on camera, but it's like <laughs> you see a big guy get in a small car. People are like, "That's weird." It's like, dude, the car's fun. Yeah. And man, I had a lot. I had uh, limo tint on the car, so tons of fun. Yeah. Uh, with with girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> in a smart car. Oh so, shit. <laughs> so. Um, I, I, I was driving one night, uh, home, uh, to Santa Clarita and I think I got clipped in the rear Mm -hmm. and I got pushed into the guardrail, into a guardrail. What time of night is is this? It was like 12. Um, got pushed into the guardrail and the car bounced out back into the freeway. Because it's meant to bounce. Mm-hmm. You know, these, these cars are very small. So when I hit the guardrail, airbags deployed, from what I remember. Um, 
and I know I was in lane, not the slowest lane, but lane, I think they call it lane two. Mm-hmm. I was kind of in lane two and it's 12 o'clock at night. I had turned on my emergency lights. Um, airbags are starting to deflate and I do the check, you know, to make sure all my limbs are good. And I looked pretty good. I'm like, okay, cool. Now I just need to wait till traffic slows down because I'm in, I'm in the freeway and, um, I don't know what the fuck just happened. So I'm kind of sitting in the car and my windows facing oncoming traffic. And I'm like, I can't get out. You know, I had, I need to wait in the car cause it's dangerous. And the worst fear happened that everyone is worried about. I got hit again and I got hit by a X five, uh, which is a BMW. And I don't know if anyone knows a smart car, but it's very small compared to an X five. And the dude chucked me from that lane all the way to the carpool lane. Um, no shit. And I was, I remember immediately feeling pain, immediate pain. And like, we're not talking pain where you're like, ow, we're talking like pain where you're like, like I, you almost can't move. Like you're like, you're, you're frozen. And the kicker is, is the car got on fire. So now there's a fire right next to me as I'm in pain and both of my doors won't open. Um, I remember, I remember I was bleeding. Cause on the second hit now the second hit I had no airbags and the second hit I checked again and make sure I could move my legs cause the pain was so bad and I was able to move my legs and I remember it was like seeing like what the fuck's going on now like and then you have a fire so according to when I according to my mom um, that saw me in the hospital I told her that I punched out the window which I believe, because if you look, my finger's permanently messed up. No shit. So I punched the window out, which which makes sense, because it's the only way I got out. And I had to NASCAR my way out of the car while it's on fire. Um, and then CHP pulled up as I was kind of like walking around, gathering my senses, what the fuck happened. Um, and then they took me to the hospital. And I was in the ICU for three days. Intensive care. Damn. Um, I had internal bleeding. Uh, I broke two vertebrae. Um, fingers permanent, permanently messed up. My hat. I couldn't move my legs and I couldn't move my arms for like two days. I, I just literally, I couldn't move, even if I tried. Um, and they were basically like, I was basically bedridden for two days. Um, and then it got to a point where it's like, is this going to be forever? You know, am I going to be stuck like this? Because you don't know. So they put me through like four CAT scans or four MRIs, I believe. Um, they said, you know, nothing looks... After they did the uh, the emergency surgery for my internal bleeding, um, it was basically just heal. And they need to monitor me to make sure that no more stuff starts bleeding. And... They started having me go through uh, PT, um, physical therapy, for anyone that doesn't know, mm-hmm. physical therapy. And me being me, I was like, I, I got to walk. And I swear to you, I, I couldn't, it wasn't computing for a little bit. 
And I started getting scared, but I'm like, no, I got, I got to make it happen. Oh, shit. So I started walking with him the third day. And not good, but my PT guy's like, dude, like, you're kind of, kind of amazing. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? He's like, most people in your situation wouldn't be. He's like, let alone you wouldn't be alive because of how severe my accident was. Um, he's like, but most people wouldn't be getting up already. And the, one of the main reasons, and this is funny, one of the main reasons why I wanted to walk is because I had to take a shit. <laughs> I was not gonna, I was not gonna shit in a fucking uh, the the, the hospital bed. bed yeah, I'm like, nope, not gonna happen. Oh shit! I'm like, no, 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 we're gonna walk today. <laughs> And they had me hooked up to all types of stuff. And they had me drugged. I was drugged up good. Um, in the hospital, you don't realize how beat up you are. Because you're, you're, you're fucking high. Like, I was, I think they had me on, I was allergic to morphine. Mm-hmm. So they had to give me Dilaudin. And Dilaudin's a really intense uh, painkiller. So I was on Dilaudin. But the side effects is you get constipated on all these meds. So day three, they kind of calmed down. I'm like, oh, I'm really going to go. And, I'm like, PT is going okay. And I told the nurse, I was like, nurse, I need to go to the restroom. She's like, oh, let me bring your pet down. I'm like, no, no, no. Get clearance from the doctor. I'm going to that restroom right there. Oh, we need to get you a special machine then. I'm like, get that special machine then. Yeah. I was like, because I'm not going to shit in a bedpan. <laughs> I'm not going to have someone wipe my ass. <laughs> so they brought it in. Thank goodness they were nice enough to bring it in. And I literally walked my ass to the restroom with the door open because I have like all these ivs and me and um pain meds and heart monitor because they were they weren't like they still didn't know I, according to them i shouldn't have made it that's literally they're like you're very 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 lucky wow because a smart car versus an x5 and x5 probably hit me going like 80 he hit and i was dead stop he hit me fucking hard did anything happen to him no uh, he was actually walking around, from what I remember. Oh, wow. Um, I had to get taken off in, in, uh, in a, uh, I think they call it a gurney. Uh-huh. Um, so, in the hospital, healed up, canceled. I had to cancel a secret society car show. It was around December. Um, and I just started a healing process. But when I got home, you smell like shit because you've been in the hospital and they don't let you take showers. Mm-hmm. Um which our healthcare system is fucked, not to get into that, but it's we, we all need to like really think twice about our healthcare system as a society. Um, get home, take a nice hot shower, and the hot shower, I guess it starts, it wakes up your bruises. Oh, okay. And man, so I went from looking like normal to 60% of my body bruised, like a black black bruises and then the drug started wearing off and the pain kicked in and i remember being at the sprint store because my phone i had to get a new phone because my phone burned down basically everything in the car burned down and i was i got hit by the pain and i was like (sighs) like i couldn't walk i literally had to pop a drug to just walk um so i popped the drug walked got home laid down and then for about a week I couldn't get out of bed really well. Like, I literally just couldn't get out of bed. It was just because my back and everything was still so... Everything was so so fresh. 
So it took about, I want to say two months to start kind of maneuvering a little bit better. So in February. Yeah. And I'm still, I'm still healing. You know, uh, my back is still, it hurts every now and then. My hands aren't as good anymore. So my, my, my strength, um, I don't know if you've, I mean, I know we follow each other, but I was, you know, I was pretty active at the gym. Uh-huh. I might not look like it, but I was pushing weight. Like, yeah. I was really trying to be like Mr. Strongman. Um, and I, I lost that all. Like I couldn't, I couldn't go to the gym anymore. Um, even just, just fucking having intimacy was hard. Yeah. You know, it's, it was, it was, it would create a lot of pain and, you know, I couldn't do certain things. Um, but here we are, you know, a couple yeah. months in, six months into the year and the healing. So I'm just happy to be around, man. You know, I, I always told myself if I do go out, go out, I want a giant car meet. Yeah. <laughs> At my funeral. Hell yeah. But I'm happy that didn't have to happen yet. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, just no, around live and kicking. Man. Damn. I remember when uh, when I saw that happen, dude. I was like, damn, I'm, I was I was really glad that things went how they went. And not another way. Dude, there was a lot of, you know, a lot of people showed love. I mean, not to get emotional. It, uh, it's sad that it takes something like that for people to, to, to talk about how they really feel about you, you know? But it's, it's, it's kind of good that when you're in your, your darkest places that you have people to reach out to you i'm sure your phone was blowing up well uh, the funny thing is that i still haven't gotten my text messages really so i haven't uh i haven't gone and gotten the, the my phone number switched to the new phone so i got a completely new phone mm-hmm. um which was cool i'm sorry sorry if no was, man no sorry really crying no um, dude i think the thing that it taught me the most was i don't want to be and this for everyone is you, people really need to think, you know, what they're doing is because when you're there on your deathbed, because I didn't know if I was going to make it because I, I really didn't know if I was going to make it. I remember at one point I was like, fuck, I'm going to die. I was like, because I'm they're, they're like, you're fucked. Like, you're fucked up. I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, you got internal bleeding and then we don't know what else is wrong with you and something else. I'm like, holy shit, I'm going to fucking die. And I couldn't call anyone. I couldn't call anyone because my phone was burnt. So there was like a good couple hours I was in the hospital and no one knew I was there. So the one thing I tell people now is really think when you get to your old age, because we're all going to get there, what you're possibly going to regret. Because that's going to be the worst fucking feeling. Like, don't fucking regret anything. So like, if you want to, if you want to break up with your girlfriend and go find a new chick, not to be a dick, fucking do it. Because you're going to regret whatever time you wasted and you didn't do something for yourself. Because at the end of the day, it's about you. Yeah. Like, love who you love to let them know every day that you love them. Like, just let them know. If people, even if people are like, that's fucking gay. Fuck them. Because at the end of the day, that person could disappear like that. Like that. And then you're, you just like, you, you're the one that's going to feel like the idiot. So I let people every day know, dude, you're awesome. You're amazing. I appreciate you. Because at the end of the day, like, what? why? Why not? Why do I have to be an asshole? Why do I have to not share that feeling? Why do I have to not give my bro a hug? Yeah. Because at any time, they could disappear. Any time. 
like, it just happened so quickly. I didn't know I was going to be in a serious fucking accident that night. I was driving home like normal day. And then all shit breaks loose. I'm happy I didn't end up in a fucking wheelchair. Because that would have been a whole nother fucking situation. So it's like, we really have to like, think. Like, whatever you want to do, fucking do it. And if you... If you can't do it, try to do it. Try to set the goal to get there. If you want to go to Japan, set that fucking goal and go to Japan. Like, I know when you went to Japan, you're like, oh, this was great. Yeah. Dude, I was happy for it. He's like, fuck Thank yeah, you. man. Thank I was you. like, go to Japan. I was like, you do that. I was like, you get to go to the world's biggest car, uh, car aftermarket car show. Yeah. Uh, what do they call it? Tokyo, Tokyo Auto, Auto Salon. Salon. Yeah. yeah. I was like, fuck yeah, man. I was like, you, you have a blast because those are things like you don't, you know, again, you don't want to be on your deathbed and be like, fuck, I missed that. Why didn't I do that? Why didn't I tell, you know, my mom I loved her? Why didn't I see my grandma more? Why didn't I, you know, buy the car I wanted? Like, realistically, like, you saw me pull up in the in the new car. Yeah. It's a new used. Sounds good. So I did some... I got to modify it. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know you're breaking the law, AB390. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I played the fifth. Uh, yeah, that's that, that's that's a deep one, bro. And like you really don't understand that completely until you're in that situation. Um, like I always say that uh, a, a smart person learns from their mistakes, a wise person learns from the mistakes of others. And this wasn't necessarily a mistake of yours, but this was a a, a lesson that mm-hmm. you had to learn. And hopefully people listening, they, they can get something from it. And just like you were saying, like to tell your friends that, that you love them or care for them, like there's nothing suspect about that, dude. That's like, it's like what we all want. That's what everybody wants is, is, is love and to be loved mm-hmm. and cared for. And sometimes those, those small little messages that you could send somebody, it can really brighten their day because you don't know what somebody's going through on the other side of things. You know, everybody's just putting their highlight reels out on social mm-hmm. media, but you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Behind the scenes, you know. So no. when you had that um, that thought that maybe you weren't going to make it out of it, what were some of the regrets that that you was were coming to mind? Not working hard enough, and you know, right now it's kind of a bittersweet because I can't work too hard right now. Cause I'm still healing, you know. I did, I did kind of the stupid thing, and I went to work too fast. I went back to work too fast. I should have taken more time off, because you don't let your uh, your body heal properly. Um, so it's basically just not working hard enough, and it's kind of it's hard to really deal with that. Even you probably might feel like that sometimes because we put ourselves in a dark spot when it comes to that. Because sometimes it's just time. Like you, again, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Um. It's some issues I deal with, with is the working hard enough, but it's, it's getting better. You know, even being here with you, it's like, this is progress for me. You know, yeah. I get to share my story with your platform and, you know, you, your platform gets to see a little bit more about me and I get to share my, my people with you and it's just a growing thing. Yeah. You, know, you, you have a really nice platform. I Thank have you. a nice platform and it's just growing. You know, we're, we're, we're unintentionally helping each other. Um, and plus people on a podcast level, they get to see the person behind what they see on social media. Like right now they're seeing me, you know, typically I'll have sunglasses on, uh, but for here, I want people to see like, this is real. You know, this is who I am. Um, I just 
I think the biggest thing about the whole accident was certain people didn't show up to the hospital that should have showed up. Mm. Uh, and I'm not going to mention names, um, but that makes you really realize, makes you really realize who the fuck you should care about. Cause I, I'm very pro like care about people. Um, you know, I do have my angry points, but in general, I try to live a, a pretty positive life. Um, but certain people just didn't step up to the plate. And I know I would step up to the plate for them. And so then it makes you really think twice about what you're doing and, and the way you were going. And then some people step up to the plate that are just trying to hide. You know, you get the people that are like, let me get in now so I could get what I want. So you realize, you know, again, you, you said like uh, with age, you start, you start seeing yeah. the, the snake behind the sheep, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that was just the hardest thing was the hardest thing is. And then some people stepped up to the plate that I would never think. I remember my buddy, Jerry, um, I consider him a good friend now. He was a guy, he was a car, he's a car, sh- he's a car club, um, enforcer. He's the guy that has to kick people out. Okay. And we just know each other through through some things that we worked on. He called me. He's like, hey, dude, what do you want to eat? What do you mean? He's like, I'm going to go to your favorite place that you want to eat and tell me whatever you want. Nice. Like, what? And I, like at the time, I was like, dude, I really want pizza. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, and there's only one pizza place that I like. It's Pizza Rev because uh, I, can't have la- I can't have cheese. Okay. I'm a little bit lactose. He's like, okay, I'll go to Pizza Rev. What do you want? I'm like, and I sent him this giant ass <laughs> list. And he literally made sure to get that pizza made exactly how I ordered it. Came all the way to the hospital, dropped it off, and hung out with me. I was like, fuck. I was like, damn. Someone that you don't, you, someone that you don't really expect to step up like that steps up. And then even his wife came. It really makes you think, like, damn. There's there's some. There's certain people that are hiding that are really good people. So it's like you really have to let people know you appreciate them. You know, and, and then there's people, like I said, that just didn't step up to the plate. There's some people that didn't step up to the plate that to this day bothers me. And I haven't told them. It's like I don't I almost don't want to tell them. Like, dude, by you not stepping up to the plate, you kinda like There's nothing that they can do. There's yeah. nothing you can say to make to to fix that. Yeah. And, you know, and people are like, well, aren't you being, you know, kind of mean because everyone has a busy life? Yeah, I get it. But we all make time for people that we give a fuck about. Let's be honest. Mm -hmm. Like, if you really, really, really going to, if you're really going to say you care about this person, fucking go show them. Go make that time. Like, people are like, oh, you know, I didn't respond to your text message because I was busy. That's bullshit. How many people have their phone on their 24 fucking seven? Come on. This is. 2019 you're gonna tell me you don't have your phone within five feet of you right now i have my phone within less than three feet right now you have your phone probably within less than one foot it might even be on you it's in between my balls right now (laughs) (laughs) so it's like you know that that whole entire well i was too get the fuck out of here dude because at the end of the day that might work with like that might work with someone else that bullshit story but i know it's bullshit so now you feeling that from from the opposite side has that changed the way that that you put yourself out there to other people? Yeah. So there are some people where if if I didn't want to hang out with them, I just tell them like I'm I'm busy. Like you know, I'll be nice about it mm-hmm. cuz I don't want to be a dick. But yeah, I just 
I don't hang out with them. Um, the, there's, it's basically just being true now. Like, why the fuck should I lie? Why do I need to lie? Why do I need to waste this person's time? I don't need to. Because at the end of the day, it's not fair to them. That's the biggest, that's the biggest dick move on, on me if I waste their time. Cause it's not fair to them. You know, because at the end of the day, again, they could die tomorrow. You know, they could have been hanging out with someone they really wanted to hang out with. Yeah. And people have problems with that, too. People have issues of, like, they don't want to hang out with me. Go find someone else that does. Yeah. <laughs> you know, go move on. Like, well, there's so many people in this world. There's, there's social media allows you to interact with so many people. Don't be up in the DM and that super supermodel and think you're going to get in. But, like. You know, realistically, like, there's no excuse to not go and meet people. And there's so many things going on at any given time. You know, they're, they're just, I guess, just do things. You know, do things you love. Yeah. Do things you love. And that's why I keep on doing the car scene. I fucking love it. You know, within a month, I already threw the next show. I did my next Secret Society show. Within a month, I was fucked up out there. I was high as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Medical marijuana. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> It saved, saved me. Damn, man. That's, yeah. That's a journey that you've been through, bro. You know, it, it's, a, I think, you, you know, it's funny. People don't realize what goes on behind the scenes, man. You know, even with you, I wouldn't doubt you've had a journey, you know? Yeah. It, it, it's been, it's been a good one. I haven't had really anything that's happened to me that I, um, that I couldn't overcome, you know? And that's, that's, that's. I'm I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for every situation that I've been in that I was able to come out um, still on top on the other end, you know. And I I just always have that thought in my head that everything is going so good that I'm just waiting for that that thing to happen, you know. And the most I can do is just mentally prepare for any any situation that possibly could come up, and just be a Reali- realistically just thinking about the situations and how how i would handle it but so much of the time bro i just feel like i'm on borrowed time man like i i don't feel like i should be here i don't feel like this is where i was supposed to be at or you know in in society where where i was supposed to be you know and even though like me saying that the other part of me is like well you worked hard to get here and you deserve to be here but still it's just that there's the other part of me still that's just like, man, this this can all just go away one day because this isn't the life that you're supposed to be living. You should just be at your regular nine to five right now, hating your job and going home to a house that you're not happy at being at. And none of that is, is how I feel, you know? The reason why we had to schedule this podcast early is because we're about to go to Palm Springs right now for the weekend just just to go, just to have, just to have a, a good time with me and my wife and just even saying that doesn't even sound right dude when you, you told know? me i was like oh dude let's do it like I, that's why i said it's like if you want to do eight or nine because dude i want you to go have fun like i want you to like i totally get it when you're like oh dude i'm like fuck let's try to do it early so you can get the hell out thank you man like i know how it is like um my day job's pretty intense right now uh you know we just opened up a new store uh we just opened up tons of stores yeah like the company in itself but you know, there's there's some growing pains, and it takes a lot of time uh, for to get a new store to a certain level, especially a level that's uh, acceptable to uh, 
someone that has high standards you know mm-hmm. i'm not going to mention names but they, mm-hmm. they do have high standards um it's a lot of work you know so i i get it bro i get like go do you go go have your fun in palm springs and fucking really like you know the only thing i would say is like really just soak it up and that's what i try to man i that's one of my my biggest struggles to actually uh just live in the moment and just uh realize the situation that's going on at that time and just enjoy it you know just being a business owner and just having so much shit going on it's hard to turn that off but i need to be able to turn it off to enjoy those those times that were are happening at that moment um the last last episode we had joey lee on Mm -hmm. from the chronicles and he was talking about how he would go to all these events and he's capturing it for the the vlog and the blog and things like that and he said something that really hit me hard man he said i i experienced the event when i posted it up online and i experienced it with everybody else because i didn't really experience it while i was there and just hearing that it's like damn man that that's that's a tough thing to have to deal with and any change that you want to make in life if you're still breathing right now you can make that change mm-hmm. you're not too old to do anything or to change your ways and for him to realize that while his career is still growing and while he's doing the best work that he's ever done in his life that's that's dope that you're able to realize it then instead of that time when you're on your deathbed and you know in your mid 60s 70s and it's like shit man i wish that i would have spent more time with my kids or with my wife or you know enjoyed somebody's company while they were around mm-hmm. instead of just you know being on my phone or not even paying attention to to what's going on at that mm-hmm. time and it's a struggle for everybody man and it's something that i'm working towards that i want to be better at it yeah you know it's uh, i went to vegas recently for my uh, 31st birthday um it just passed a couple of weeks ago just passed, right? just passed the, the days ago days ago on the 18th was uh 16 16 happy belated thanks, bro thanks. so i went out there and you know i feel bad because uh you know i kind of didn't shut it off you know it's super fucking you know it's hard and you know I, i'm a very hard worker so i kind of expect other people to be hard workers and i felt like vegas workers are kind of like half-assed sometimes <laughs> and i was just being like a little bit of a Mr. Downer. I'm like, dude, get your shit together. Like, yeah. Come on. Like, it doesn't take this long to do this. It doesn't take this long to get a rental car. And, you know, after that trip, I was just like, dude, I need to find a way to just calm down. Yeah. You know, even with you, like, you take pride in your work. You know, like, you could see. Even even right now, you know, people can't see behind there, but you keep it clean. And you don't, you. you don't have to keep it clean. Like, you could be... You can be lazy about it because you know where it is, but you keep it organized, you keep it clean, and it looks nice and professional. Thank you. You know, it's just there's a lot of people that don't do that. You know, and I think me as a guy that does that at my shop, sometimes I expect other people to be like, well, why aren't you keeping your area clean? And I need to learn to just shut that off and not expect that from people. Yeah. You know, um, I think the coolest thing I heard was on a an old uh, documentary for a Japanese drift. It was like a YouTube documentary. And they're like, yeah, the nice thing about Japan is that everyone, what they do, they specialize in it or they take pride in it. I was like, man, I wish we had that here. Yeah. You know, like, for instance, if there's going to be a garbage guy out there, he's going to be the best damn garbage guy I can. 
if there's going to be a tea person, like a person that serves you tea, they're going to be the best damn tea person. Like, I wish people were like that out here. You know, it's sad that corporate companies like AutoZone have this amazing employee that helps people with parts, but then they hire the kid that, like, doesn't give a shit. It's like, we need people that, we just need to, like, bring people up and, and, and celebrate what they're good at. Yeah. You know, instead of keeping them down and having them do something else. Dude, I think that's a, that's a good point to leave on, bro. You know, I, I appreciate you sharing your stories. And um, I know it's a deep one, man. But I know people listening, they uh, they can take some value from that. And hopefully they do. You know, it's it's a hard action. And, it, and it's something that I'm trying to deal with. You're trying to deal with every day. But as long as you're trying to, as long as you're going the right direction, mm-hmm. man, all you got to do is take it one day at a time, you know. Whether you move an inch or a mile a day, at least there's some movement mm-hmm. and you're not just staying stagnant. Yeah. But um, I'm glad we still got you here, bro. Dude, well, thanks for coming. Thanks for inviting me, man. Of course, man. I'm happy to still be around. <laughs> yeah, definitely, dude. And um, you were one of those people that always played the background. You were never really in front of things. You were never the personality like, hey, look at me. This is what I do. And I thought there was a lot of value in your story. And I wanted to know a lot more about it. I wanted to know about, you know, the Krispy Kreme meat. And I wanted to tell you how how that event that you put on made me feel and, and just the joy that I got out of it. And, dude, I think a lot of people are going to enjoy this conversation. And I appreciate your time for coming out here, man. No, thanks for the invite. And uh, hopefully I'll see you at the next Krispy Kreme meet. Yeah, definitely, dude. Hopefully we can. Uh... There'll, be, there'll be one <laughs> popping up by the end of the year. I'm not going to say Oh, anything, shit. But there'll be one popping up. You know I'll be there I know for that. sure. I'll give you the heads up. I'll definitely, you know man. Be. So everybody listening right now, where can they find you at? Uh, you can find me at uh, find me on Instagram, so that's at it's underscore Jeremy Lee, um, or you could search on YouTube, Krispy Kreme Tuesdays if you want to watch some videos. Um, the main thing that I need everyone's help on is really push uh, the California Assembly members for the passing of AB three ninety. So as a car community, um, share this you know this this vlog mm-hmm. uh, or or blog or podcast depending on how you put mm-hmm. it out there yeah um and let people know hey we're talking about some of the exhaust problems that we're having the california car culture issues um again just if you like you know for any one of your listeners if, if you like this podcast fucking share it man let people know thank you man yeah it's a it's it's a slow cook man but i i I see this going in a good direction Mm -hmm. i'm i'm excited for it and if at the end of the day all it comes down to is that i get to have conversations with people that i normally wouldn't that's that's as much as i want yeah out of it yeah so this is really cool dude it was was good to talk to you and it it was good to um get that information out there so people that would maybe see those posts on facebook about the exhaust laws and they really didn't know much about it. It was, it was nice for you to break everything down. And um, guys, if you're listening and you want any more information, make sure you follow Jeremy on his Instagram and uh, reach out to him and see how you can help out. Because mm-hmm. like you said, bro, we, we, we're all a community mm-hmm. and we have to start thinking like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So thank you once again for coming you, out, man. man. I, I appreciate it, brother. Thank and uh, once again, guys, this is Downtime with Downstar, episode 77. We're out. Peace. Nope.